The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii, Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Good morning, everyone. I'm Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., and I would like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade Telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE Channel 13 Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. May to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m on station KECY Channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado, as well as from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the gospel of the kingdom of God for the whole world with the sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus coming soon. A landmark in Kali for over 95 years and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August 4, 1923 and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hunt Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and conference and homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. There is no better way to proclaim one's love to our Heavenly Father than by lifting our voices in harmony. 
Praising the Savior and giving thanks in song is one of the greatest treasures and gifts we can give to Jesus. Psalms 100 verse 1 inspires us to make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. In praise and with gratitude, the choir directed by Emilia Hahn will sing for you the melody entitled, I Love You, Lord. The choir will be accompanied by Teari Summers on the piano and Iris Locke on the organ.
the church band under the direction of yours truly will play the glorious song entitled God's Wonderful People. <laughs> is mired in sin and unbelief, the way to heavenly victory is unimaginable. But for the spirit-filled believer, the way home can be found. All one needs to do is to follow the beam of light that is turned on by prayers of the faithful. Today, trustee associate pastor Evan Sproach Sr. will sing to the Lord the song entitled, Let the Lower Lights Be Burning. Evan will be accompanied by yours truly on the piano, associate pastor Marvin Abing on the bass, and Mason Asano Sr. on the guitar. Brightly beams our Father's mercy from His light, howsoevermore. But to us He gives the keeping of the lights along the shore. Let the Lord 
Blessed rendition. Thank you, Edwin. How wonderful and comforting it is to know that the Savior is always there. He will always answer your prayers. Make sure you are safe and provide for your every needs and cares. With Him at your side, how can you go wrong? Listen to and I invite you also to sing along with the choir as they sing their second number for today entitled, The Lord is the Strength of Our Life. Peace come forever, I'm blessed. I am blessed. 
Let us continue with the church orchestra under the leadership of Trustee Sons Bassett Mitchell Sr. The orchestra stands ready to play for you the song entitled, I Surrender All.
The main crusaders under the direction of yours truly are ready to sing to the Lord and to you, TV viewers, saints and friends, the glorious number entitled, If That Isn't Love. It is with great honor to dedicate today's number to Molokai pastor, Reginald and his loving helpmeet, Jesse Ann Castaneris. With love and dedication, they wholeheartedly serve the Lord with all their heart, mind, and faith. Pastor Reggie and Jesse Ann, truly your service to the Lord and the gospel work will not go unrewarded. May you both have a blessed and wonderful week. Praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, 
and I would like to repeat our television time, stations, and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XD TV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado and from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning a schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kamiki Branch Church located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, gospel services are held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanero Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. Alvario in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter I. Tinloi in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now I'd like to return our program back to Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his Spirit-directed and Spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Melvin. I consider it a tremendous privilege to share God's Word and the wonderful gospel of the Kingdom of God with those who need and seek the Lord because they are ill or for some other reason or another cannot get to church. After all, it is always comforting for those concerned to know that modern advances in medicine, science, and technology can be combined with prayer and the power of God because Jesus heals. Today's sermon is entitled, On the Verge of a Miracle. The term verge means at the extreme edge, rim, or margin of something, the brink. The word miracle, as I read it in the American Heritage Dictionary, has two definitions. First, it's an event that appears unexplainable by the laws of nature, 
and so is hell to be supernatural in origin or an act of God. Secondly, it is a person, thing, or event that excites admiring awe. This morning, during my sermon, I'll be using both definitions of the term miracle. But first, I'd like to speak about the author of miracles, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the powerful and sovereign God. The Word of God speaks of Him as the head of the church. We read in Psalms 118, verses 22-23, The stone which the builders refused is become the headstone of the corner. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. The true church is built upon the rock, Christ Jesus. This is why the true church is quite successful, because of her complete obedience to the Lord. You see, viewers, there is no other foundation that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. We read in Ephesians 2, 20-23, and we are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye also are built together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. After all, our God is the God of heaven, earth, and beneath. There is none else. The sovereignty of the Lord God seems to be a problem for the multitude of people to accept because they constantly hear anti-Christian messages and slogans which are directly from Satan himself. Slogans such as, if it feels good, do it. Or try it, you'll like it. And you've got to try it yourself so that you can know for yourself are lines which gives courage and causes many to lead their own lives without the daily direction of the Lord. Whatever we lend our ears to becomes the material that is being used to build our foundations. When we lead our daily lives as if there is no God, we put ourselves up as gods and become as fools. We find in Psalms, the fourth chapter, in the first verse, it reads, The fool hath said in his heart, There is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. The more we listen to something not true, the more our path will be off, and the greater the fall will be later. In other words, we can be in church every service night, twice on Sundays for the whole year, but if we're not listening to the Word of God, it's the same as listening to those things which come from Satan. Therefore, when one doesn't want to retain God in his knowledge, it may take a while, as God is very merciful. But in the appointed time, God will send a strong delusion that the unbeliever will fall prey to and be damned. Let us read Matthew 7, 26 and 27. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. The sand represents the foundation which the man built his material upon. That foundation could be not believing upon Jesus Christ as his personal Savior. We continue reading, And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house. The rain, floods, and wind 
are all a type of the tests and trials that the believer and unbeliever alike go through in our daily lives. Let's continue reading. And it fell, and great was the fall of it. In the end, we must all face the Lord to be judged for what we have done with the time we spent on earth. The time we have here is our preparation time to enter heaven. The trouble is, many people don't want to retain God in their knowledge. Romans 1.28 tells us, And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind. And to do those things which are not convenient. A reprobate is a morally unprincipled person who is predestinated to condemnation. Those are pretty strong words, but it is backed up by the word of God. Most people will tell you God is not a mean God. He is loving and kind. This is true. So while he is not a mean God, keep in mind he is a just God. And if punishment is due, it will come. Let us read in 2 Thessalonians, the second chapter, verses 11 and 12. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believe not the truth. Today, we live in a world where we are constantly hearing how many people are deceived and turn to follow all sorts of cults. When we hear of these things, the scripture is being fulfilled. We must constantly look to the Lord and keep his promises in the forefront of our memories as he is the author and finisher of our faith. It is the Lord who has given us the breath of life, food, and shelter. All things are controlled by the Lord. Therefore, we must continue to remember that all things are of God and there is nothing impossible with him. God created everything including the earth. We read in Acts 17, 24 to 28, God made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands, neither is worshiped with men's hands, as though he needed anything, seeing he giveth to all life and breath and to all things, and hath made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth. By our first birth, we are all natural brothers, the descendants of fallen Adam. While men may vary in looks, temperament, stature, color of skin and hair, language, habits, and diets, there is one factor which unites all ethnic groups, and that is the blood. This vital substance is the same in all people. It is a well-known fact that blood from one nationality can be transfused into another, providing that type is compatible without producing any ill effects upon the physical condition of the one receiving it or creating any emotional changes or mental differences. Receiving a transfusion from an Irish man will not make an Oriental become part Irish, nor will the blood from a black man make a white man part black. It will not affect his color or disposition or bring about any physical or physiological reactions. The blood is the same in form of appearance and chemical composition among all racial groups. It is also true that every true born-again believer baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost, and walking the light all over the world are one in Christ Jesus because of the blood which cleanses sin. 
They may differ in nationality and so forth, as I mentioned a few seconds ago, but we are all bound together by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. By our natural birth, we are brothers in the limited sense of being united to a fallen race by Adam's blood. But only by being born again do we become true spiritual brothers in Christ Jesus. So as Adam's tainted blood unites humanity in sin, so Jesus Christ's blood unites believers in salvation. Let's continue reading. And hath determined the times before appointed and the bounds of the habitation that they should seek the Lord if happily they might feel after him and find him though he be not far from every one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being as certain also of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. This refers to you, me, and Nicodemus as well. Let us read John 3, 1 through 7. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man was a very highly respected member of the community during his day. He was like one of our lawyers or someone in the professional ranks among the elite. Let's continue reading. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. Notice, Nicodemus came to Jesus at night or when he thought no one would be able to see him. It would have been disastrous for his good standing in the community had someone seen him talking to Jesus. As Jesus was hated because he stood for truth and righteousness. Did you also notice what he said to Jesus? He said, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. It wasn't just that Nicodemus recognized Jesus as a teacher from God. Many of those who were in high places alongside Nicodemus also believed but we're afraid what their peers would say against them if they were caught speaking with Jesus. Let's continue reading. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Nicodemus recognized the miracle working power in Jesus and knew there was some connection between Jesus and God. Jesus, knowing the thoughts of Nicodemus and what he was seeking, quickly turned the conversation to the way of salvation. Let's continue reading. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Jesus knew Nicodemus was born once, just as he knows all of us were born once. As I mentioned earlier, we were all born once under the sinful bondage of Adam. But now, in order to be saved and identified with Jesus, Nicodemus, as well as we all, must be born again. But sometimes, what we hear from the Word of God, we don't understand. Just as Nicodemus is going to ask Jesus what might seem to be a foolish question. Let's continue reading. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Coming from a very learned man, you might judge him as missing some fruit from his basket. How about all of us as we read the Bible? Do we understand all what we read? Like the Ethiopian who, being a very learned man, didn't understand the 53rd chapter of Isaiah, which spoke of the sufferings of Jesus. The Ethiopian asked Philip what it meant. Now listen carefully as to how Jesus answered and explained what being born again meant, as you read in John 3, 5. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Yes, viewers, 
When the Lord says you can't, you can't. Look at verses 6 and 7. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. There should be no question as to what we must do to be saved. But you're right. There are many questions. First, in what word and deed are we to administer water baptism? Listen carefully as Brother Peter gives us the most vital information we read in Acts 2, 36 and 37. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know surely that God had made that same Jesus, whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. I ask you, who is the Lord? Luke 2, 11 tells us, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Thus now we know that the Lord is Christ. Christ is the anointed one. In Psalms 103, it states, Know ye that the Lord, he is God. That was not a question. It was a statement. We know the name of our God. He is Jesus. This is why we greet each other by saying, Praise the Lord or praise Jesus. We continue reading the 37th verse. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? This is the question you should have on your heart this morning as you're listening to this telecast. The answer Peter gives is the same for every one of you within the sound of my voice this morning as stated in Acts 2.38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. No one can give the gift of the Holy Ghost. It is given by the Lord and must be accompanied by speaking in the unknown language. You cannot go out and learn this language. It is not taught in any school of theology. This unknown language is given directly by the Lord and only interpreted by the Lord himself. Also notice the name of Jesus applied for the remission of sins. When the name is mentioned in baptism, the blood of Jesus is applied for the forgiveness of your sins. Thus, you see, there is no other way to salvation. Before we read this next scripture, take note of the continuity of the reading, which is very important. Brother Peter is speaking here. We read Acts chapter 4, verse 10. Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom he crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. And then in Acts 4 to 1, he reads, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. You cannot expect to be saved when you don't want to follow the words found in the word of God. But many who say that Peter denied the Lord don't want to follow that scripture. I like for you all to compare the following scriptures. Read Acts 2:38, which are the words of Peter, and compare that with Luke 24:47, which are the words of Jesus. Peter advocated baptism in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Jesus said repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name. Notice the three key words in each scripture: name, repentance, and remission. Give another listen to Jesus in John, the 17th chapter, 20th verse. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. Therefore, when you believe upon Jesus and accept him by being baptized in his name, your actions are in answer to the prayer of Jesus himself. 
when finally realizing that the Lord God is the sovereign God. King Nebuchadnezzar gave God all the glory. Daniel 4, 37 tells us, Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the king of heaven, all whose works are truth and his ways judgment, and those that walk in pride is able to abase. Everything around us is directed by the Lord. There's not a thing that goes on of which he's not aware. For example, the Lord and Job had quite a conversation. Job had problems and listened to the miserable comforters. When you have problems and listen to those who are not following the Lord, their solutions may be put your reasoning in a headspin. That headspin can sometimes make you feel like you're in a whirlwind. The Lord came down to speak with Job, to assure him that he, the Lord, was in full control of everything. Reading Job 38, verses 1 through 4, 12, 16, 19, 22, 25, and 28. Then the Lord answered Job out of a whirlwind and said, Who is this that darkness comes up by words without knowledge? If we're going to try and comfort someone, let's use the word of God and do it in a positive manner. In other words, when visiting someone in the hospital, we not, should not tell them that they look sick. They already know that. They need lifting up. It's the same when someone hasn't been in church for a while. When we see them come back, we shouldn't ask, where have you been all this time? We should say instead, it's so nice to see you. When they come back, it's an answer to our prayers. On the other hand, viewers, if you're looking for advice, don't look to someone who is not even following the Lord. You'll find yourself in a whirlwind of thoughts and hard press for both reasoning power and listening to the voice of the Lord. We continue in verse 3. Gird up now the loins like a man, for I will demand of thee an answer thou me. Where wast thou when I laid the foundation of the earth? Declare if thou hast understanding. The Lord then look, Job, and he speaks to you and me as well. Have you ever created a world? Did you know how I did it? No, you don't, but I do. We continue reading in verse 12. Hast thou commanded the morning since the days and caused the day spring to know his place? Do we know what makes the day begin or what keeps everything in its place so that the morning will come again? He knows. He created and it all works by his command. Let us continue with verses 16 19. Hast thou entered into the springs of the sea or hast thou walked in the search of the depth? Have the gates of death been opened unto thee? Or hast thou seen the doors of the shadow of death? Hast thou perceived the breath of the earth? It declare if thou knowest it all. Where is the way or where is the light that dwelleth? And as for darkness, where is the place thereof? The Lord's knowledge is past finding out. We would never even think of asking some of these questions. Does that give us some idea as to how wonderful and awesome our God is? Just think of what these scriptures tells us. That God is so powerful and there is nothing impossible with him. Let's continue reading verse 22 to 25. Hast thou entered into the treasures of the snow, or hast thou seen the treasures of the hail, which I have reserved against a time of trouble, against a day of battle and war? So mornings we get up and watch Good Morning America and listen to the weather. They say, they might say, it's going to snow, or it's going to rain, or there will be gusty winds. All of these are controlled by the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's read verse 24. By what way is the light parted, which scattered the east wind upon the earth? Who had divided a watercourse for the overflowing of waters or a way for the lightning or thunder? It is the Lord who has mapped out where a river will run. He has his reason why it should be there. Listen to this next question. Have we even thought to ask such a question? Let's read verse 28. Hath the rainy father who hath begotten the drops of dew? How wonderful. We continue with verse 34. Canst thou lift up thy voice to the clouds that the abundance of waters may cover thee? Canst thou send lightnings that they may go and say unto thee, Here we are? Sometimes we wonder why a hurricane or a typhoon may hit a certain part of the country. It's all controlled by the Lord. 
There has never been a time when we've had so much destruction and devastation. People of the world are wondering why. It is because of sin. The Lord speaks to Job on other subjects as well. He asks about the clouds, the dust, animals, about time, vegetation, mountains, pastures, insects, fear, might, weapons, war, and music. The Lord sets things up so that they work in tandem. Romans 8.28 tells us, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. For us, to love God, we have to be obedient to the known will of God, which is in the Scriptures. Let's look at two more. Job 41, verses 1 and 2. Moreover, the Lord answered Job and said, Shall he that contended with the Almighty instruct him? He that reproveth God, let him answer it. Are we to teach the master? Man goes to school as soon as he thinks he has a good education. He begins to believe his own creations and then thinks he knows it all. That is what the Lord was saying to Job. Even Paul questioned the Galatians and asked, Are we here to persuade you or God? Galatians 1.10 tells us, For do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. God knows it all. He created everything. When we speak of the creation of the earth, we consider that as a great miracle. When God causes a great storm to hit, that is a miracle. When He heals someone of a sickness, that too is a miracle. Matthew 4.23 tells us, And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. Take note that Jesus did not make healing the main part of His ministry. It was the preaching of the gospel of the kingdom of God. It is nice to be healed, but the salvation of the soul is of utmost importance to the Lord. Yes, viewers, as you listen to the reading and expounding of the Word of God, and the Lord touches your heart, then you're on the verge of being a miracle. The miracle of being born anew. Now, if you'd like to know more about God's Word, the church, and review the telecast presentation in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., expressing with sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of His hands. The church band will close today's program with a glorious number entitled, Dwelling in Beulah Land.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.